When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Look, everybody, calm down. I know you're all sitting back probably already relaxed sitting there in something extremely comfortable sipping on some mexican tequila eating a taco getting ready for the mexican gp but the problem is klaus he's fucked us he has we lost the internet connection yesterday just after i recorded the best episode ever klaus decided to download some dodgy porn from a german website David Hasselhoff and Hans getting frisky with their bratwurst, isn't that right, Klaus? Is that that? Yeah, yeah. He's nodding along. He's hanging his head in shame. That's why he didn't get an episode yesterday. It's Klaus's fault. I swear to God, I, I. Oh, if he wasn't the best damn button pusher in the business, he'd be living in the streets. But it's now time to start the show. This podcast is brought to you by. No. Buddy. Lance, just need to press the OK button. OK button. I pressed it. You're pressing the pick confirm button. The pick confirm button is the OK button, Brad. It is the OK button, Brad. They're the same button, Brad. <laughs> I am never, ever going to get sick of that bit of radio. Cool, right there. Oh, what the hell is this? Go for Gordopotamus. Yeah? Yeah? No? Yeah? Oh, you found it. <laughs> you found my Fermi. Thank fuck for that. I've been looking for that everywhere. What do you mean you don't know what to do with it? Just park it on up in there, SA. Don't you know I'm local? Some people just have no idea how to handle greatness. But before we dive right in there, we must first hand the mic over to a man. A man that is celebrated in Mexico more than the old El Paso girl, Boqueno Los Dos. A man that has been seen having siestas and cervezas three times a day. That man is the one, the only head jefe, big daddy, grandmaster, sexy, Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week. 
one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. Woo! That is right, senoritas and senors. It's your main squeeze. Goldie, aka the Gilda Bottomus, just lounging in Cancun, picking up some saucy, sexy, sun kissed ladies. Woo! They call me Winnie the Pooh for the amount of honeys I'm chasing, and you heard earlier what to do. With my Ferme, if you come across it, just bark it on up in there. As it is the parking in my Ferme show, the number one comedy F1 podcast in the world, according to my mum, and she's never wrong. We have all the news, opinions, discussions, results, reviews, previews, love triangles, Checo chat, and more. Klaus? Klaus? Wake up, Klaus! We have a mammoth show to get to. Episode 86, coming at you hard and fast. But don't be soft and slow if you've missed out on the previous 85. They are all ripe and juicy, hanging low on the tree of Formula One podcasting at parkingmyfermate.com. Or better yet, you see that podcast listening device you have there? You look down at that sleek, stunning, scrumptious subscribe and follow button. Oh, the curves, the edges, getting me all hot and bothered under the collar. Woo! Well, why not just uh, gently caress it oh, with just the tip? Of your finger, that way you're going to be the first in the world to hear my sexy, smooth, soothing sounds two times a week. And there ain't nothing wrong with getting down and dirty with the Kildopotamus twice a week. No, sir. No. No, sir, indeed. Get right on down. We have some socials as well. I'm parking in my family, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Oh, slide to those DMs. Oh, yes. Exactly right. I'll be, I'll be sitting back waiting. Arms wide open, ready to catch you. Uh, what are we going to talk about today on the show? Well, we're going to break down everything. Session by session, what will happen at the Mexican Grand Prix. So you won't even have to worry about watching it. We'll find out which nation would win in a race if they competed for their country rather than their teams. We chat about the news, of course, in Formula One, as well as another Cooties Top 5. Bold predictions for the weekend. It is a monster mammoth gigantic show, so... Change it to something a little more comfortable, a silk robe, a kimono perhaps, and sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Time to head on down to Mexico City, where the driving is good and we hope the racing ain't shitty. Oh, would you please take me out? Okay, time for the Mexican GP. Free practice. Was only a few hours away until Klaus fucked everything. Free practice one and two has already happened. But don't be sad because Uncle Cordy, with the help from my useless shitty assistant Klaus, have both come back from the future to tell you session by session what is going to go down in Mexico. What will happen at the Mexican GP? We were about to unpack it all for you right here, right now. We have three magic cables, two decks of tarot cards, Klaus is holding my hand right now trying to read my palm, so if you don't want spoilers, then look away now. Okay, I understand that analogy doesn't quite make any sense on a uh, audio medium, but anyway, I'm super excited to share with you all the details, so let's dive into it. 
First off, the Mexican GP circuit, the Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez. Ooh, what a name. Ooh. It really is an amazing circuit. It has everything an F1 fan could want. What's that? You think your you think your race circuit is good? Nah. Nah. Don't think so. Don't think you have a mother flipping baseball stadium built into the track itself? That's how good this stadium is. Or this circuit is. It's got one massive straight. Ooh, another little smaller straight straight after that. So overtaking will be there for anyone to take advantage of it. And with most of Sector 2 and all of Sector 3 having tight, twisty turns, it's a circuit built for cars that can handle tight street circuits like Baku and Monaco. Start thinking about your Ferraris and your Red Bulls. Those two constructors are going to absolutely have themselves a field day in Mexico. Ooh. And although Lewis Hamilton was the most recent winner there, 2017-2018 were dominated by Maxi Boy. And I think that he is going to be right up there again, making not only Lewis, but the rest of the field his fucking bitch. So let's jump into it. I think traffic will be an issue, much like in Coda and what we have seen at other circuits this season. But in session one to three, it will be just feeling each other out again. The Alpha Towers will jump out, swinging their dicks about because they're just trying to impress the people, get the eyes on the sponsors, and they will have some pretty quick times. But ultimately, when qualifying and the race come around, they will fall flat once again because it's what they do. With Ferrari topping the timesheet just before qualifying starts and the two Haas both going for a spin at some point, a joke about the Mexican wave and tequilas will be made by Crofty at least 15 times and Martin Brundle will be sitting back thinking of all the Mexican celebrities that he can harass on the grid on Sunday. <laughs> I'm licking my lips, I'm that excited. But let's focus on qualifying. First sessions isn't going to be too much to write home about. Red Bull and Mercedes will top the timesheets with the crowd erupting when Perez sets the fastest time in Q1. Oh yes. Yuki Tsunoda will crash out and bring the session to an end because of course he does. It's what he does. He's collecting all the red flags like he's Ash Ketchum and the flags of Pokemon just begging to be added to his Pokedex. Yes, I realize how much of a nerd that makes me, but Pokemon is fucking awesome. So I'm going to continue. I think there aren't going to be too many shockers in Q1 with Yuki Tsunoda departing after some pretty good form in his last two races. Joining him are the other two Haases, Nikita Mazepin, give him a squeeze Nikita, Mick Schumacher, Nicholas Latifi in the Williams and Kimi Raikkonen in that Alfa Romeo. Q2 is underway and this is where things start getting a little bit interesting. Yes, yes, that's it. I'm staring deep into the crystal ball. Hmm. Oh yes, that's it. And I can see two shock exits in this session with Max cruising through to Q3 with the quickest time. Hamilton struggled and needed to put on the soft tires to get himself through when Max only needed those mediums. Oh, speaking of mediums, I'm, I'm getting something coming through now. Yes, yes, Perez was not going to be denied a spot into Q3 either and made it through comfortably. The Mexican crowd erupts celebrated by setting off flares and fireworks, which temporarily brought the session to a halt while it all cleaned up. Bottas was struggling, however. He got some fireworks aimed right at him, and as a result, he had to retire. Daniel Ricciardo was in a spot of bother too after he pulled over at turn 14 to admire some of the sexy lolitas in the grandstands and took off his helmet to start giving out his phone number. The stewards 
gave him a penalty and as a result he was out of Q2 as well. So joining Big Dick, Danny Rick and Valtteri Bottas was Lance Stroll, Giovinazzi, racing car, Jesus, Nesteban Ocon. What a qualifying that was. What a Q2. Big Dick, Danny Rick swinging that sledgehammer about in the grandstands and poor Valtteri copping a hot load right to the face. <laughs> out they go. Top 10 shootout. Here we go. Get excited. And it was fairly non-eventful though. So I'm just going to have to bring you down, back down to earth. I'll, I'll fire you up. I'll pump you up. No, no, no. My little helium balloon. You come back down now. The drivers were on their best behavior as they were too afraid to piss anyone off. But as the clock wound down, it was the time for the best of the best to thrive. Hamilton sets the quickest lap. Only be pipped by Verstappen by two tenths. But a hush fell across the crowd as all eyes were focused on Sergio Perez. Checo! As he was halfway through his final run. It was two purple sectors. Oh my god. He was flying. The little Mexican jumping bean absolutely crushed it and bang! Checo crossed the line and qualifies P1 by half a second up on Max. What a performance! So it's Perez from Verstappen to Hamilton. Charles Leclerc, you got to jerk the Leclerc. He managed to get himself fourth. Norris fifth, Sainz in sixth. Gasly was pissed off about it, but finished seventh. Alonso eighth, Vettel ninth, and Russell tenth. Ooh. Bottas was given a 100 grid place penalty for five engine changes over the weekend, so he's starting back in Coda. But enough dicking around. I'm getting, I'm getting a spirit trying to contact me from the other side. They're telling me all that will happen in the race on this Sunday. Oh, shh. Everybody quiet. Klaus, Klaus, get your hand off there, Klaus. Woo-wee. It's going to be a doozy. 71 laps of pure bliss. That's what I'm being told. I've had so much blood flow go down to my plums right now. I don't even think it's coming down. You know what I'm doing, Matt? It, for some time now, this thing is going to be tippity top. Woo. That's how fired up I am. It's lights out and away we go. However, Perez clean start gets away. Hamilton and Verstappen crash into turn one. Red flags are out. Hamilton is able to keep his car running, but Max Verstappen needs to retire at the, at the race restart from the standing start. Hamilton goes to take off, but discovers that his tyres are actually gone missing. Some Mexican drug cartels ran onto the circuit, paid off by Verstappen, have taken his tyres, and that causes another red flag. After that, there wasn't much to report. Perez got the win. Crowd went insane. Jerk the Leclerc came second, and both Max and Hamilton DNF. What an absolutely remarkable race. And the Mexican GP never fails to deliver. It delivers once more. It's like UPS, except actually half decent. And I can't believe that Mazepin got fast slap again. That's what the spirit's telling me. Mazepin gave him a squeeze. The tyres that are this time around, and got himself a nice little fastest lap. It really had everything in it this race. Too bad I've spoiled it all for you right now. You don't need to go watch any of it. I mean, you can watch it if you want. But you aren't going to see anything that I haven't already told you about. But okay, if you want to ruin your time, waste it all away, and watch that stupid race you can. I don't care. But that's everything that is going to happen at the Mexican Grand Prix at the Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez. Just gets me fired up for the Brazilian GP now. Woo! Later on in the episode, I'll go through my top five bold predictions for the race. So make sure you stick around so you can get the finer details of what's going to happen. Run to your bookies and make a lovely little bit of pocket change. Oh, yeah. 
But now, it's time for your stat of the week. I'm a stat man! Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stat time. Yeah. Oh, so much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh, I am a stat man. Well, here's the stat about the Mexican GP. The Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez. It's the second shortest circuit on the F1 calendar in 2021. So, yeah, that's fun. Um, Monaco's the shortest. So I guess there'll be some traffic, you know. A lot of overtaking, a lot of blue markers. I mean, it's a stat. Look, they're not all going to be good stats, okay? Okay? Okay. He's a stat, man. Ooh, that was a good stat. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat, man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Alright boys and girls, gather around, Uncle Cody needs to talk about something. Just a little bit, we're going to have a little bit of fun now. I was going to talk about the championship implications, but I'll wait. I'll talk about that on Tuesday's show when we break down everything that's happened in this Grand Prix. But last episode I floated the idea that there should be a race between the nations. A race where countries compete and the drivers from those countries represented their people. I wanted racing to be at the Olympics or at least their be a World Cup style of racing so that people from their country can rally behind their teams and drivers. Right now, the grid has 20 drivers on it from 11 different countries. That hardly seems like global representation. So I came up with an idea that there should be a series of races, maybe over the space of a month, where teams could compete in a race and the best five teams advance and so on and so forth until we have a final race. 10 teams, 20 drivers to determine the best country in the world at racing. Now, this doesn't have to be Formula One cars because, I mean, it's fucking expensive. It is. I mean, we're not getting little kids in Nigeria going off to karting, are we? No, no, no. They just can't. People just can't afford it. And it's a shame. But there should be like maybe a go-karting at the Olympics where the same vehicle's used. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. I talked about it in the last episode. Go check it out. Episode 85. Oof. 85 of these bad boys? Klaus, concentrate. Let's go. Well, why not look at what we have now? Using a list of drivers all time, putting together our little grid right now. Let's see what pimp pocket in my Fermi grid looks like. Which country has produced the best Formula One drivers? If there were a grid right now with the top 10 countries, Two from each one of those nations. Who would compete? And then what teams would win? Look, this is going to be just part one. Right? Part two will be in the next episode. We need to just start from the beginning. Look at the top ten nations that would compete in this hypothetical. What top ten countries have produced the best drivers in the past? Now, this is a little trickier than it first looked. Because your instinct might be to choose countries that have produced a lot of drivers to compete. But they may have all been rubbish drivers. Japan, for example, has had 21 Formula 1 drivers. They've never won a championship. 
not with any of them. United States have had 158 Formula One drivers, second only to the United Kingdom. But the US has only won two world titles out of those 158 drivers. Then there is New Zealand, who have only had nine drivers compete, but they've won a championship. So it can't be as simple as nations with the most amount of drivers are the best nations. It certainly helps, but it wasn't always a matter of fact. So before we narrow down the drivers, we need to narrow down the countries that are competing. The teams that are going to compete. So there are the obvious choices. Let's go with the United Kingdom, UK. Easy choice there. Most drivers, 164 of them. Most champions, 10 champions there. Most championships, 20 championships amongst those 10. Obviously, Lewis Hamilton has won the most of them. Next country, without a doubt, very easy choice as well. Germany has to go on the list too. 53 drivers, three champions, 12 championships between them. Brazil, chucking them on right now. They're getting there. 32 drivers, three champions, eight championships between those three champions. Finland is making the cut as well. Nine drivers only, but three champions out of those nine drivers, four championships between them. France is on the list. A huge 71 drivers. They've only had one champion, but he's won four championships. And I'm sure you can guess who it is. USA sneaks on there. Despite not doing much lately, they have had 158 drivers. Second most, two champions, two championships. Now, here's where you've got to really um and ah. Who's going on there? Italy it has a rich heritage in Formula One. 99 drivers from that country. Two champions, two championships. They're getting on the grid. I can't leave out Argentina. Don't gravel me, Argentina. Um, that's not even the way it goes. But they've had 25 drivers, one champion, five championships for that one Fungio. And a little bit of bias, but I've got to stick Australia on there. 17 drivers, two championships, four... Cha oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Klaus, sorry. Two champions. Four championships. And finally, Spain is also sneaking on there with 15 drivers, one champion, two championships. Oh, one, who's that? Oh, Alonso. So, there are a few countries that were unlucky there. But I stand by my list. They are the top 10 countries. The 10 countries that will have the hard task of narrowing down their list of drivers to just two to compete in this World Cup. Hypothetical. So, next week. After we break down everything that goes down in Mexico, we will select the two drivers from each team to start looking at which nation has produced the best drivers and which country would win. I mean, it's a shame Max Verstappen misses out, but the Netherlands haven't done jack shit prior to him. But what do you guys think? Happy with the list I've provided or have I missed a few? Please let me know. Head on over to the socials at Parker by Fermate, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And radio check. It's Friday then. It's Saturday, Sunday, what? It's Friday then. Saturday, Sunday, what? Yeah, it's okay. Whew, what a huge first half. I'm, Klaus, I'm exhausted. We've had the internet scare. Okay, but we're back recording. We'll get this up in time. So people can at least hear me out before qualifying, before the race. They need to know. I just, I can't. Klaus, I just can't. Don't, I, I need a tissue. I'm about to cry. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overworked. I'm underpaid. I'm just going to take a little bit of a break. Let's roll the...
second intro. For generations, people would watch cars go by until they finally wanted them to go by fast. Racing was then born. And who was going to talk about all the racing? Why, Caldi, of course. Welcome to the Pocket in My Ferme Show, the number one comedy F1 podcast in the world. Here's your host, Caldi. Woo! Halfway point indeed. Huge first half. We broke down session by session what's going to be happening at the Mexican Grand Prix at the Autodroma Lumano Maduro Babubu. And of course, I uh, started my hypothetical on the top 10 driving nations in Formula One history. Basically, that's what it is. It's what it is. But we've got a huge second half, so don't go anywhere. We're going to break down news, a bit of Andretti talk, a bit of Miami GP talk. Cordy's top five bowl predictions for the Mexican Grand Prix. And what's coming up in the next episode? Oh, that's right. We break down the Mexican Grand Prix session by session. Radio calls and all highlights. Because I know that's what you want. You don't want someone just talking for a couple of hours to you. No. You want to be wind and dine, my little sexy somethings out there. Well, big second half, Klaus. Wake up! It's time to get on with the show. This is Klaus. This is where you... Klaus, this is where you fade me out. You fade me out, Klaus. That's it. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. How about this? No, no, news, 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 news. Cody, Formula One news. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news. It's the pimp news, pimp news. Didn't steal this. It's definitely the pimp news, pimp news, pimp news coming through your ears right now. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news, pimp news, yeah. That's it, it's news time, reporter called Eponymous here, reporting for duty, that's it. Reporting for booty, more like it, meow. Anyway, oh hello, oh sorry, there was a little knock at the door there. Come in, come in. No, you're not interrupting, just the number one podcast, Formula One, comedy, F show, one in the world. What? <laughs> you didn't think I recognised you? Come on, whistle man, do your thing. Now... We here at Pimp park it in my firm, eh? We haven't really covered this story too much. We were going to wait until it's all gone through, but unfortunately it has fallen through. So now we can start to unpack it, some of the pieces to this puzzle, and shine the spotlights on what has actually happened. So long story short, Michael Andretti, racing royalty in the US, along with his partners, were looking to purchase Salva, who controls Alfa Romeo. Everything was looking good, however, a few days ago the deal fell through and many people believe it was due to substantial financial costs involved there. However, Andretti has since said that it isn't the case. He said that couldn't be further from the truth. It had nothing to do with that. It basically came down to control issues in the final hours of negotiation. And that's what killed the deal. So... Those details are yet to be uncovered, however, if you're willing to fork out hundreds of millions of dollars to fund a Formula 1 team, you as sure as shit want to be able to play with your toy and control it however the fuck you want. So I have no problems with Andretti pulling out of that deal. I would love him to get involved in Formula 1 because I think we're at that precipice right now. We're at that tipping point where you could just get a little nudge going towards Formula 1 in the United States and it will just snowball out of control. It, I, I see a future where Formula One's going to be bigger in the United States than anywhere else in the world. I see that future. 
Call me crazy. Because I fucking am. Anyway, story number two, let's continue. Miami Grand Prix expect to be sold out. <laughs> fucking hope so. Greg Maffei, president and CEO of commercial rights holder Liberty Media, said this. We are excited to have our second race in the US and welcome the Miami GP in May. Demand is high. 275,000 people pre-registered to purchase tickets as compared to the planned capacity of around 80,000. What? 275,000 of you crazy mother flippers over there have already pre-registered to purchase tickets? They're only expecting 80,000. What are you doing? Oh man, I'm excited. Three times the amount, over three times the amount of people expected to pre-register. I'm excited. What they have, 400,000 over the three days at Coda? I mean, you're gonna beat that easily. My and Miami is Miami is Miami. Party, party central, baby. Stefano Dominicali said this: Formula One is firing on all cylinders and producing results on the tracks for our fans and partners and our investors. We already know that 2021 season will be one for the ages with the fierce battle up and down the field and among the constructors as well. We have seen the results with fans at the track and with engagement across the platforms. Whew, Stefano's excited. Stefano's a very excited boy and I think it would be silly to suggest that this would be anything but a complete seller. Miami will be sold out and probably in record time too. After the success of Coda and Drive to Survive getting bigger and bigger, the popularity of the sport in the US is reaching new heights. I wouldn't be surprised one bit if Formula One start doing three or four races a year in the US. I talked about it a few times. The United States, I love you guys. You guys know how to put on an event. I don't love everything you do. No, 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 don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, but when it comes to sporting events, when it comes to big fuck off events that tell the rest of the world, fuck you, we're America, we've got cash, look at us flaunted. That's what I love about America. Yes, you should have three or four races a year. Whoop! I'm fully erect right now. I don't even care. Klaus, don't look at me like that. Don't you lick your lips. What the fuck? Anyway, what do you guys think? Should there be more races in the United States? Question mark. Head on over to park it in my Fermi on the socials on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Have your say. Let me know. Slide in the DMs. I'll be waiting with arms wide open, baby. Don't hurt yourself. Make sure you like the socials. At park it in I my just, Fermi I on just Facebook, Voiceover Twitter, and Instagram. Klaus, stop pressing the wrong buttons. Gasly wins the Italian Grand Prix. Oh my, oh my, is that just wonderful. Oh my God. What did you do? What did you do? You did You did Oh my God. Oh my God, guys, we did it again. Oh my God, yes. P1 P1. We just won the race. I can't be mad at you, Klaus. You're the best damn button pusher in the world. You just had a slip up. It happens. You're distracted. We had no internet. And I, and I get it. I get distracted too, but you know why I can't be mad at you? Because I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you up and down right now, and you are looking good. You know why you're looking good? Because you're wearing that fresh pimp merch. You went over to parkingtomyfilmmate.com slash merch. Link in description. You used code. Podcast exclusive five for that 5% off. That's what you did, didn't you? Yeah, you're not alone. 
I can see you wearing that embroidered Codopotamus shirt. Oh, that looks good. You know why I've made the shirts look good, class? That's right. We give the people what they want. We gotta give them what they want. And what the people want is to look fresh, dope, litty fam. Ooh. All day long. So fresh. So dope. So slick. They want to walk down the street and just be, have people stop them constantly. Oh, where'd you get that? Oh, you're looking too good. Are you a celebrity? You must be because you look so damn fresh. Ooh. Ooh. You want that Formula One Comedy F1 podcast number one? You want that shirt? You want a mug? You worried about shipping? Don't worry about shipping. Your boy's taking care of it. Free shipping worldwide, and you know why I've done that. That's right. I give the people what they want, and the people want free shit. They don't want to worry about extra costs. Chuck in podcast exclusive five in the promo code. Get yourself 5% off. Hey, you you become a legend in the Legends Club and the Patreon, you'll get 10% off. 20% off, actually. I think it's 20% off. Secret code, though. Not handing that one out. Link in description. But, guys, head on over. Check it out. Free shipping worldwide. I've got the sizes, too. I've got the extra small up to the 5XL, and I did that for the big, husky, honky, chonky boys. Oh, oh, oh I've done that one. Because that's exactly right. Ow. We give the people what they want. Oh, well, well, well. It's now time for... Cody's Top 5. Cody's Top 5 bowl predictions for the Mexican Grand Prix. It's going to be a huge one. We've got a lot to unpack. Look, session one and two are done. Free practice is over. Free practice three is coming up, though, and that means some quality. Woo! And then the big kahuna race on the Sunday. I'm excited. So let's get it started now. These are the ones where you want to write it down. So you've got your pen and paper. Ready to run off to your bookie. Make a few phone calls. Move some funds around. Get on get on to your accountant, your financial planner. Let's get $100,000 out of the Cayman Islands. Let's start investing in some of these bets because they're going to pay off. I'm telling you right now. So, we're going to start with number five. Cody's top five. Cody's top five bold predictions for the Mexican Grand Prix. Number five, red flags. There are going to be a lot of red flags over the weekend. It is a shorter circuit. A little bit dusty. Haven't had a race there for a while. A lot of people are going to spin. We've already seen it in free practice one. There's going to be the bat markers holding everyone up. So, there's going to be a lot of little nudges. Little getting the elbows out, getting the shoulders out. And I can see a couple of flag, uh, crashes happening. I'm, I'm putting three red flags. Across qualifying and the race. Three. I'm thinking two in quali, one in the race. I'm never wrong. Don't look at me like that, Klaus. You know I'm right. Number four. Cody's top five. Top five. Bold predictions for the Mexican GP. Number four. Sir Lewis Hamilton is going to close that gap to Maxi Boy. Max Verstappen. Now. I've got a couple of little hints as to why that is. Hamilton's not even going to win the race. He's just going to have a very good, solid outing. But you'll see later on why that's the case. I think this is a must-perform for Mercedes. If they want any hope at all of getting a Drivers World Champion this year, they need to perform, outperform Red Bull at this circuit. And it's not easy because Red Bull Ring... Uh, this Red Bull Ring? Because the Mexican GP is the Red Bull Ring, essentially. It is... A Red Bull Fortress with those low, slow turns. Ooh! And the high altitude. It's just a combination that works wonders for Red Bull. Number three. Cody's top five. Ferrari's getting on the podium. 
Ferrari is getting on the podium in the Mexican Grand Prix. They're going to be quick. They're going to outperform McLaren. McLaren's going to have their tail between their legs. They're going to have to play catch-up in Brazil, in Qatar, in Saudi Arabia, in Abu Dhabi. But yes, it's going to be Ferrari ahead of McLaren. They're getting on the podium. Moving on, number two. Caldi's top Caldi's five. Top five bold predictions for the Mexican Grand Prix. Number two. The reason why Hamilton closes the gap is because Max Verstappen is going to DNF. Yep. 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 DNF for Max Verstappen. I did not finish. He's going to crash out, unfortunately. It's a shame, too, because he he's this will be DNF number four this year. Whew. And he's still leading the championship after the three DNFs? Oh, my Lord. Man is just showing you how dominant he has been this year. But that's it. Number two, Max gets a DNF. Number one. Cody's top five. Cody's top five bold predictions for the Mexican Grand Prix. Number one, Checo's given team orders before the DNF happens. They're going to be into the ear of Checo saying, hey, mate. Hey, mate, you know what's happening. I know it's your home Grand Prix. You know what Checo's going to do? He's going to drive by and give him the bird down the main straight go, hey, Horner, sit on this and rotate. Woo! I'm excited. He's going to go full gangster mode right there, Checo. And he's going out and he's getting himself that win. Sergio Perez wins the Mexican Grand Prix. You saw it here first. And by saw, I mean heard because it's a podcast. God damn it. So to recap, there's going to be a lot of red flags. I'm predicting three, two in quali and one in the race. There's going to be Hamilton doing well. He's not going to win, I don't think. I think he's going to be on the podium with a Ferrari and Checo winning it. Max given a DNF. Oh, my Lord. That is, I'm excited. What do you guys think? Let me know on the socials at Parker in my Fermi Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Slide in the DMs. I love to have a chit chat with you. I'll be up live watching it. So if you want to chat along with the race, hey, I welcome it. I love having to chat with you guys while that race is going. But uh, that's it for the bold predictions. Run to your bookies, remortgage your house, sell a kidney or a child. You need to do it because you can set yourself up for lifetimes with these bold predictions. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of episode 86. A huge show. A little bit short, sharp and shiny. It wasn't massive. Not going to be as big as what next week's show is where we break down everything that happens in the Mexican Grand Prix plus lots more. So make sure you subscribe and follow on the podcast listening device. Head over to the socials at Parker in my family, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And if you want to sign up for the Legends Club through our Patreon, link is in the description. Join our Legends right here and get your name read out on every single episode ever. Because right now there's only one in the Legends Club. She sits atop on her throne. She is the Queen Austin. But guys, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.
Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.